universal agreement by those of all political persuasions that wealthy financial interests should not use their influence over government to grab more wealth, as seems to have been the case in events leading up to and following the crisis. But as to what should be done next, there is much less agreement. Many people seem fixed on the idea that those responsible for the financial crisis should go to jail. In late 2011, I gave an evening talk sponsored by the Chicago Council on Global Affairs to a large audience, apparently mostly business people. Some in the audience angrily criticized me afterwards for failing to stress the many charges of fraud leveled against financial firms in the wake of the crisis. I was surprised to hear such anger from those in the business community, hardly street protesters, and probably both Republican and Democrat. I was surprised to see that my basic theme— the need to democratize finance by making the financial markets work better for all people, was not seen as fundamental. In fact, it promotes the deepest objectives of Occupy Wall Street. While it is impossible to overlook illegality as one cause of the current financial breakdown, I believe that in situating the problem there, we fail to appreciate the big picture. We have a financial system that malfunctioned because of a host of factors— If we do not address the deeper sources of these problems by improving the system, we will have missed the point of the problem and the opportunity to correct it. Certainly, anyone who committed fraud should suffer penalties, but it is hard to blame the crisis on a sudden outbreak of malevolence. The situation during the boom that created the crisis was rather more like that on a highway, where most cars are going just a little too much over the speed limit. In that situation... Well-meaning drivers will just flow with the traffic, and we will not put them all in jail. And, pursuing this highway metaphor a bit further, we may suggest that automotive designers would best stay focused on how new technology can help us better manage vehicular traffic, with improved cruise control, external electronic feedback to cars, and ultimately even self-driving cars. Complex new systems that will enable people to reach their travel destinations more easily and more safely. If that's the future for our highways, something like it should be the future for our financial institutions as well. All of these protest movements are only the most manifest signs of the discontent that has been discernible in conversations and blogs ever since the financial crisis began. The words of street protesters and angry business people alike are without focus and offer us no clarity about what is wrong or what should be done. And yet the underlying dissatisfaction with our financial system in the wake of the financial crisis reflects real problems with the system that need to be fixed, problems that have not yet been solved by the new legislation and regulations put forward in the wake of the crisis. The financial crisis became visible in the United States when home prices started to fall after 2006. According to our Standard & Poor's Case-Shiller National Home Price Index, Real U.S. home prices fell 40% over the five years from 2006 to 2011. By 2007, this decline had brought prices of home mortgages securities down far enough to create a crisis for investors in these securities. It was called the subprime crisis because the price falls were especially striking among mortgages issued to subprime borrowers. That is, home buyers who are judged more likely to default because of factors including their past payment and employment histories. Financial innovations related to these subprime loans were blamed for the crisis, but the crisis did not remain confined to subprime mortgages. That was only the initial shock in a vast catastrophe. The consequence was a drop in real estate prices and the collapse of financial institutions. 
not only in the United States, but also in Europe and elsewhere. By the spring of 2009, the crisis was so severe, it was described as the biggest financial calamity since the Great Depression of the 1930s. Bigger than the Asian financial crisis of the 1990s, and bigger than the oil-priced-induced crises of 1974-75 to and 1981-82. Beginning in 2010, it was complicated by a European sovereign debt and banking crisis, which continues to have repercussions around the world. Despite the problems in the mortgage business and many large financial institutions, some based simply on overenthusiasm and naivete, others on outright efforts to manipulate and to defraud, I never felt, as did so many, that these problems were a damning indictment of our entire financial system. Imperfect as our financial system is, I still find myself admiring it for what it does, and imagining how much more impressive it can be in the future. I realize that critics might think that...